Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with the one and only Higgins Success. It's here. It's draft week. I can't believe we're here, but it's here. Um, we're here once again to uh, bring you a special, special draft episode. And we're pushing this episode out a day earlier. So we're doing a little special edition here. We're going to talk some draft. We're going to talk some funny stories. We're going to talk um, advice for future agents and everything in between. But Higgins, how was your weekend? Because we, we have to keep it in some sort of an orderly fashion. So how was your weekend? Hey. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you. I had a pretty good weekend. I was up in um DC. Okay. I went to DC over the weekend and uh, what was going good. on in DC? Um had just um combination of things, right? Had a mm. meeting a meeting um in DC. So I flew in on nice. Friday for that and then on um met up with some friends over the weekend. Um my boy Markel lives up there and we got together, um, had some brunch and some good oh, food. So, did you have a cotton candy mimosa? No, I okay. did not have a cotton candy mimosa. <laughs> but that is the same guy that had the cotton candy okay. mimosa uh, for his birthday back in Memphis. So you have a good memory. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> it was I mean, good time. Um, it's always a good time seeing friends and just enjoying, you know, different scenery. What about you? How was your weekend? I ended up going and watching the fight with Jackie. She's been on our show, Athletes Nutrition, and it was fun. I mean, she was actually the nutritionist for Jorge, and unfortunately, the fight did not go down the way we wanted it to, but it was still fun to be out in Miami. Uh, we watched it in Wynwood at a really, really cool spot. It was like actually like a sneaker um, kind of bar. If you're not from South Florida, you'll be like, what a sneaker, what's a sneaker bar? But if you're from South Florida, you'll be like, yeah, okay. You know, there's clubs, there's, so this was really cool. And uh, we, we watched almost all of the fights. I think we watched them all. Gruesome, gruesome. I will say uh, not necessarily Jorge's fight. I mean, I hated to see the way it went down. However, whew, man, it's different. I told her, I was like, I don't know if I could represent these guys because in basketball, and I mean, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong in football and basketball, when we see these gruesome live injuries, we cut like the camera does not continuously show it from multiple angles. Right. Right. Yeah. That didn't happen. I was just like, Oh, <laughs> so yeah anyways shall we start so we're gonna kind of just keep this kind of a, a very casual open-ended uh podcast so I wanted to start out with a question that I get asked a lot from family random people I meet when they hear I'm an agent just across the board so I think this is a common question that people want to know do players and agents go into the draft knowing where the player is going to get drafted? 
<laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely... fair question. If you don't, if you're not an agent, right? You don't sure. know. I mean, for sure. If you're not into, you know, if you're not in the business, uh, you really don't know. So it's actually a good question, and it is. I think the best way to answer that, it depends. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it all depends. Yes. I mean, I think some years, um, you have a clear cut number one guy. For instance, yeah. Andrew Luck. I mean, let's, right. So when you Andrew know. was coming out, everybody knew that he was that going guy going to the Colts. One, yeah, right. And I think this year you have a similar situation with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, you know, people have been saying for the last two years that he's been one one and he's going one one. Mm-hmm. So I think for him and his, you know, representation group, they're pretty much, you know, comfortable with the idea that he'll be the first pick um, going to the Jaguars. Uh, but 99% of players in the draft, that's not the case. Correct. Yeah. Right. So it, it could be a, it could be a matter of, you know, you're around off, you know, maybe you go lower than, you know, where everybody expected, or maybe you're around up. Right. Mm-hmm. So you go higher than what everyone expected. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I think for me, for instance, a couple of years ago, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a guy get drafted. And honestly, you know, we were all thinking maybe fourth, fifth round, you know, just because of certain things and, you know, feedback that we had gotten from the NFL and all of that. And he went in the third round, you know, so obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that's a situation where, you know, you're happy. Right, but you've seen guys sit in the green room for <laughs> the entire first yes, round. Yes, I'll never forget Brady oh, Quinn. I remember Brady right. Quinn. Yeah, Brady Quinn was one of those guys that you know you feel bad for him because obviously, you know he he's been hearing you know top ten or top fifteen the entire cycle. Mm-hmm. So now he's sitting there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers sat there for a while. Johnny Menzel, right? Johnny Menzel. So it's definitely. Um, you know, I would say we don't really know as agents, right? Because we don't have an idea of what those teams' boards look like. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how other teams are going to draft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get to after the first maybe five or six picks, it's basically who's the best available. Like, mm-hmm. we're scratching our boards. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we didn't expect this guy to be there and fall in our lap and here he goes, you know, we're going to take him. He's the best available. Yeah. And I do want to add to just to kind of not necessarily completely discuss the first round um, picks. Higgins said, you know, 99% of the time you don't. And I found this funny because uh, there was a player last year. And once again, this is all uh, me kind of doing my own research and reading, but it, it has to be true because the quote comes from, from the player. It was Malcolm Perry from uh, the Naval Academy. Uh, I remember he got drafted in what round? It doesn't necessarily matter. The seventh. Okay. Yes. And I remember reading something where he was shocked that he was, he got drafted by the Dolphins because he had barely even talked to the Dolphins. Right. So that answers that. So, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, maybe the Dolphins had called his representation group, but I mean, usually when they call the agents they're definitely calling the players as well so I think that across the board probably was a shock so you don't necessarily know the earlier rounds okay yes and no but once again you don't you're not the teams do not call you and say we're taking you in the fifth round because from a logistic standpoint you just can't say that Right. Most yeah. definitely. 
Now, if I had to place a bet on this draft this uh, on Thursday for the first round, mm-hmm. I would probably bet that we get to see five quarterbacks go in the first round, right? So bet online, the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place a bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right? So you- we're talking about the draft and everything. And most people ask me, right, because you see the cameras go on agents on the phone and players on the phone, and everyone's on the phone at the time. So people always want to know around what round, right, do agents start calling teams or teams start calling agents about possible undrafted players, right? Setting up those free agent guys, those priority free agent guys, mm-hmm. as they like to call them. Day so what, two, what- definitely. Like it's a day two thing. Um, I think it kind of depends too on how high on their board that player is. Um, but it, it's definitely, you're not getting that call on day one. Uh, it's definitely for me, at least it's a day two thing. Uh, that's where I was at last year. I'm, you know, following up with the teams that were interested in the player, you know, it was one of those things I figured, you know, he wasn't going to get drafted, but we did have interest from a couple of teams. So it was one of those things where, okay, we're going to follow up, show that we're interested, you know, mutually, and then, you know, continue that communication um, so day two, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily put like a, okay, at the start of this round, no, it was more of kind of a, uh, looking at those teams where they're picking, you know, cause it, it kind of depends in that sense, at least the way that I was going about it. Um, I don't know. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree, obviously, um, with you on being a day two type thing. Right. Um, I think for me, you know, it's basically, you know, I spend the first half of the draft probably um just tracking teams and their picks right who mm-hmm. they're taking yep. how many guys at that position have gone so far mm-hmm. who else is left on the board right so you got to keep all that in mind because obviously you know teams have their boards and you you have your your idea as an agent where your player falls within their position ranking as well I mean mm-hmm. you got to be honest at that point so if you're tracking it and you know, the first running back don't go until the second round and, you know, you represent a running back. That's not really good for you because now it pushes everyone back yep. around or pushes everyone back a couple of picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, um, I remember really, uh, what is it? 2018 draft. Right. So it's somewhere in the fifth round. I got a call from the Raiders about a player. Right. And it was pretty much just one of those, you know, hey, if he's still around on our next pick type of conversation, you know, we're really we really like him. We're thinking about it. And um, so, you know, I'm excited, obviously, as a young agent um, getting that call. And then their next pick came and he wasn't that pick. So now I'm salty, you know, like I'm like, hey, man, like you just called me, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes ago and everything sounded well and here you go. But you got to realize that they don't know what's going to happen with other teams. Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't know how other teams are going to draft. Maybe they think, okay, this team's going to get a running back and they go get a quarterback. Mm -hmm. This team's going to go get a tight end. And, you know, our guy will still be there and they go get a running back now. 
Yeah. So, you know, with teams, I think that's that's probably it. You know, I would say somewhere around the fifth or sixth round, um, definitely for the priority free agents. Um, agents will start making their calls and teams will start calling you as well. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's definitely not a day one thing. Day one is oh, no, for sure. The glamour. <laughs> day one is day one's reserved for the hugs and handshakes and the and the, and the uh, good clothes <laughs> right the, the, the look Gucci really freaking good and, and the, the diamond shoes earrings. And, yes right that, that's what day one reserved for love it anyways so yeah it's um it's interesting and it's one of those things too i think kind of to add to that and it's a bigger conversation but i uh, kind of to say what higgins was saying it's a business you know it's and that's a sad thing. Like, not, I'll take that back. It's not sad. That's the reality of it. You can have, and I've had this conversation with some of my legend players. Uh, I've had drafted players. I've had undrafted. And I remember Kamar and I talk about this quite a bit because I remember I was sitting with him uh, discussing 2020 draft and I was discussing a team that had said they had painted this beautiful picture of how the player was going to fit in completely. Com- comparable to the position um, that he had with their guys and it was just like this I was like okay I'm yeah I'm all for it and then the it's it's a business you know they had actually drafted someone at that position in like the mid to late rounds and it just didn't make sense anymore for them and it wouldn't have really made sense for us either so it's one of those things where it's a business and from both sides you know we're selling our players and they're selling their organization you have to think of it that way too when you get into that excuse me priority free agent space would you agree oh yeah most definitely i mean like i say you know it's a and it's tough on the players because they get so excited and it is an exciting (laughs) time but it's still you know we have to be realistic about it all right, for sure. I mean, I think us as agents, we have a better idea or understanding of business than most of the players we represent. You know, they're young, you know, their friends are there, families there. They've been telling everyone, you know, they're expected to go in this round. So now it's like an embarrassment thing, you know, like everyone's at this party and your name's not called yet. So I think, you know, obviously that's going to push you the wrong way or rub you the wrong way. I think it's important just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, you know, and I do that from the start. We've had this conversation in this podcast, you know, and I think you you definitely are on the same page with me. You know, we're not going to paint this false reality of, okay, you're going to get drafted if the player's like a tryout type of player. Oh yeah. Why would we do that? But I mean, there are agents out there that do that. I don't get it. I will never get it, but it's okay. You know, (laughs) anyways, so what advice do we have for players that don't get drafted? Mm, it's a good kind of like lead yeah. from the last question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. we've gone through this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I last mean, year. We'll, yeah. We'll continue going through it. I mean, yeah, um, I mean, I mean. Regardless of who the agent is, I mean, I think all agents have been in that situation. You know, the top agents who represent hundreds of guys to the agents that, you know, don't have any current players. Um, We all have had to deal with that. So I think for me, um, the biggest advice I can give to guys that did not get drafted is probably just 
sounds like cliche, you know, just keep working. I mean, just keep working. Right. Um, obviously, you know, the draft takes place, but even with guys that are drafted, only the first what three rounds are guaranteed. That's our next question. Don't go into it. Too All right, much. Okay. So I won't go into it, but <laughs> strictly um, so undrafted, think, you know, if you, if you go undrafted, obviously um, my advice to you, you know, trust your agent and just keep working. Right. Um, know that, you know, whoever you sign with, he's been, he or she has been with you the last four, four or five months. You know, they have your best interests at heart. You know, mm-hmm. don't start listening to the outside noise. Cause you're going to hear a lot of that. You're going to hear other agents probably going to come calling. Hey, you know, if I was your agent, I would have gotten you drafted, you know, or, you know, yeah, depending on the player, you know, family members and friends are going to start questioning, you know, your agent or maybe why didn't your agent get you drafted and all of that stuff because they don't know better. Right. Exactly. It happens. Players, obviously. So I think that's part of the business. Right. For me, it has to be, you know, trust your agent have a come have conversations with your agent obviously mm-hmm. you know and keep working you know it's a, it's a long summer you know it's a long time before the first regular season um game you know so just anything can happen just keep working i like that i'm gonna take a little different take on it i think mine is look at what you want look at what you want um, look at and also have a conversation with your agent about what does being a free agent look like? What does this life look like? Because it's a lot different than a drafted player for the most part, sometimes, depending on where you're drafted or what round. So have a conversation with your agent about that um, and see if that's something that you're okay with uh, because I think I don't want to say there's a stigma but I think it's important to understand that it's not easy you might be working out for months and months and months be in the best shape of your life have one workout you know there'll be teams there and they only take like two or three players and that's the reality or you get brought in for a workout you're like okay this is it you get in and you don't get signed. So mentally, it's it's very tough. So I think you have to look at it, okay, this is what I want. You know, because at the end of the day, it's what you want. Of course, us as agents, we're going to support you. We believe in you. We've been representing you. But is it what you want? And I want to paint a realistic picture. It's not going to be this red carpet into the NFL. No, no, no. It's not. It never is. And... If that's what you want, absolutely. We're going to fight for you. We're going to keep it honest. We're going to keep it real. But I think that's kind of step one is just saying, obviously, you don't want to be too hard from the agent standpoint. But I think it's important uh, for everyone to understand what it's going to look like because it's different now. And you, and I think it's important for everyone to understand that the transition from playing college football to go into the NFL number one even if you are signed it's completely different but going from college football to being a free agent looking for a job and there aren't too many jobs out there right now it's going to look different and you're gonna have to really kind of get into a mental space where you're you're okay with it you know maybe you'll have to do work a job and then figure out your training. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it, but if that's absolutely what you want, hundred percent, we will keep fighting for you. And those opportunities, 
it might take damn well near a year, but I've seen it and I saw it happen. I saw it happen this year and it made me really happy. And it kind of just gave me a little bit of uh, a spark after 2020 because 2020 was a rough draft for, for most of us. There wasn't many camps. A lot of players that had contracts didn't even make it in the door. It was tough. But me seeing these players that really just worked or, I mean, they were probably living at home. They were working out, staying in shape, going in and having eyes on them and then getting a contract in the last month or so that gave me, you know, I was like, okay, you know, it happened. So if you're willing to commit to it, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a COVID year. It's just, you have to commit to it because you have to be either better than what they have or have something that they don't have that they need. You can't just go into a workout and just be average because you won't get signed. Oh yeah, most definitely. Average is not average is not gonna cut it. But yeah. I think I think that's a common um misconception that you know, oh, I can run a four-four and so so ran a four-four, so I belong on this team. No. I mean, no, not really. I mean, that's only a little portion of it. So I think that's important. At least that would be my advice. And then if we're, if you're down for that, I got your back, you know, we're going to, and I always say this, it's, uh, it's chess, not checkers. You know, we don't have to, to go to 10 camps. You don't have to do five different, you know, developmental leagues. We're, going to build the resume that we need, get some feedback, and then make the moves accordingly. I know all this work, it gets exhausting, but I'm so thankful that we have support for our podcast that is brought to us by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. That's why Just Live came out with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. They're vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and stand behind. So... If you're like me and need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend you giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from. And instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use code support to buy one and get another free. It's a no brainer. Buy one, get one free of the new gummy line at code support at justlive.com. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use code support. So, right, obviously, you know, we're watching the draft and, you know, we've been fans of the NFL draft for years and now as agents, you know, we're part of that, you know, in a sense. So I'd like to think about, you know, um, my favorite draft moments, right? And See if you have a favorite draft moment, you know, maybe it's something that you've been through or, you know, um, memories or lessons that you've learned um, as an agent from past draft or draft experiences. Am I going first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Ladies first. first. 
I'll be a gentleman. You're so kind. Um, <laughs> well, my favorite draft moment. What made me love the draft was the whole Marvin Harrison story. So it wasn't in our last podcast, so I might as well share. Um, I was uh, working at the 2014 draft, and it was the last time it was in New York. I know I talk, that was in our last show. I, I wanted it to stay there, but I understand why we've moved it around but I grew up a diehard Peyton Manning fan and absolutely just adored that Tony Dungy team that had Marvin and Reggie and I mean Jeff Saturday don't get me started but I'll keep this (laughs) short (laughs) so first round I mean it was just so it's so special the draft wherever it's at is so special um and being there live is another really cool thing to do but also watching it on tv to me it's so special to see people's lives change you know one minute like this is your dream and um for me being in new york this is so random it has nothing to do with my dream or anything but i was i uh, i don't know what i was doing i think i was going to the bathroom and i had somebody that was working with me come with me and when it was in new york it was such a small space that the uh legend players that were announcing like the second third round picks were upstairs so they would come downstairs I don't know if there wasn't a bathroom up there or whatever was going on so anyways they would come down the the staircase and there was one main staircase it was a very small space if you've ever been to uh, Radio City and Marvin Harrison is walking down the stairs and I hear like some Colts fans like Marvin Marvin I'm like (gasps) like and I mean I'm not dressed in Colts gear or anything I have a blazer on I got a skirt on and I was like oh like having a moment here. I mean, if it would have been Peyton, I probably would have fallen over. And he was still playing. But I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I want a picture, I want a picture. You know, like, do you, do you, because I was told from a young age from my uh, professors, you know, don't take pictures, don't take pictures, don't take pictures. I was like, well, I'm not wearing a jersey. I guess I could, whatever, screw it. So I said, I'm like, Marvin, it just came out. Like there was absolutely (laughs) no control over what. And the weird part is what I actually said. I was like, Marvin. And I was talking really fast, faster than I already talk. And if you've been listening, I talk fast. I was like, Marvin, I'm the biggest Colts fan. I got a Colts tattoo. He's like, all right, baby, I got you. (laughs) Like that's all he said after like word vomit about the Colts and Peyton and tattoos and all this random shit and yeah we got our picture and my eyes are closed he looks nice he looks a little like stunned but my eyes are closed (laughs) yeah it's it's a moment and then advice that I learned from the draft is kind of we touched on it already I think it's you know prepping your players for what will happen and also understanding that, you know, what you experienced in the, the conversations you've had with teams, none of it is official. It's not official till it's official, you know. And also from 2020, I learned and I got this advice from some really, really good friends of mine that are agents and I look up to them for advice they said you know just take the deal if it makes sense look at where it's at take the deal you know it's it's one thing you have to look at 
from like a bigger picture. Obviously, you want to put your player in the best possible situation, but in certain situations, you just have to take the deal to get them in the door because that'll mean more in the long run. So that kind of stuck with me. And I think I'm going to obviously use that moving forward. I don't, I'm not just going to say, okay, sure. You know, you're interested. I'm going to take that, but you have to look at the bigger picture rather than try to nickel and dime um, a signing bonus or something. And I, I even looked at that with Lucky's uh, CFL deal. It was one of those things where I said, okay, I know we want to kind of get a little more. And I mean, the offer was good. It was better than most, but I was like, should I, I want, I wanted to hit a certain number for the signing bonus. And I was like, nah, if I do this, they could pull that deal from us. And then we might end up having something that's less than what we were already offered. So I had to look at the situation and say, okay, we're in a pandemic. A lot of players aren't even getting signing bonuses. So I'm going to just, and I explained that to him. It wasn't one of those things where I made the decision for myself. I called him and said, you know what? We'll have an answer for you. Let me just talk to him. And we came to it. So it's just collecting experiences and then, um, you know, using your best uh, judgment pretty much. Right, for sure. I agree. Um, <laughs> I think for me, um, obviously, most memorable draft moment would be. Uh, when your like player I said, got the, drafted. Right, the 2018 draft. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, me and my boy, Bert, who at the time was my business partner, you know, we were both young agents. I think I was in year three. He was in year two. You know, so being independent, young agents and um, having a client, you know, go in the third round. So for me, that was like, man, that was amazing. Right. Just, you know, getting that call and getting that draft pick uh, was like weight lifted off your shoulders. So that was definitely, um, you know, one my most memorable moment as far as the draft is concerned um as far as you know things that i've learned lessons um a lot of them right um, and i'm pretty sure i'll continue to learn you know a lot more lessons moving forward mm-hmm. and you said something that i definitely learned um recently in the last couple of draft about taking the best deal because as young agents i think we more so want to please our clients, right? We want to make sure, you know, if my guy wants this, this is what I want to do, right? Because I want them to, I want him to like me and I want him to, you know, feel comfortable with me and things like that. Because obviously, you know about the veteran agents, they're going to come calling, they're going to do all of this. So you're basically, as a young agent, right, as a young agent, you're playing it, you plan not to lose your client trying Instead to plan yeah, that's that's half right? that's half the damn battle and that's a right. sad so thing. <laughs> you know it's like watching a game and a lot of the time a team get a big lead and they start playing conservative right so you plan not to lose instead of playing aggressive so i think for me you know i learned that um you know moving forward i learned that throughout the draft is you know if you got a guy and he did not get drafted especially this year because i know what two couple of days ago the nfl said teams are only allowed a maximum Five tryout players. Yes. That's, that's it. Wild. Right. That's... So normally, you know, teams could bring 20, 25 rookies yeah. into minicamp. Now they're only allowed a max of five. five. So if you get a call from a team 
you know, saying they want to bring your guy in as a as a rookie tryout, there's no time to negotiate. No. Forget a signing bonus. Forget this. Forget that. If they want him to play a different position, there's no time to negotiate. There's only yes. five yeah. max per team. Yeah, and that's huge. All right. So, you know, that that's my thing. Like you say, you know, you got guys that go undrafted. Get them in the door. So I like what you I like. I like that. That's my mentality. Um, I and I, I, I really, that, that piece of advice will always stick with me. And it's one of those things that, um, you have to just use it, you know, use it where you need to, obviously right. you have a player that has multiple offers and deals, but, but also just keep it in the back of your mind. I mean, it's one of those things where be prepared, know what's going on and then also communicate with your client i think if communication is key at least for me um you know someone might be upset but they're gonna be happy that you want to get their foot in the door because that's that's huge in the nfl it it really is you know if you have a foot in the door you know that's more likely to open other doors even if you end up getting cut and have to go back home you still have that on your resume um, at some capacity, but I just, for me, that stuck with me and, um, I'm going to, you know, it's going to stay with me. And like I said, it's worked and it sometimes, you know, those calls aren't always the most comfortable, you know, saying, Hey, you know, at this point, they're not willing to budge on the signing bonus, right. but if we hold out trying to get it, it's more than likely going to be off the table. So I would advise this is the this is a good opportunity for you. And then, I mean, it's just all your approach. It really is. And I think, you know, don't make false promises <laughs> as an agent. You know, I think the players, for me at least, even though that, and reverting back to that CFL conversation, even though it was one of those things where it was like, obviously we wanted a certain number on, um, we were happy with the outcome and it was just communication. Hey, this is what it's looking like, you know, back and forth. Uh, and it, it worked out really well. And, um, you know, that's, it's communication and it's just being transparent too. And it, it's this, I think that's a real big theme of this whole conversation is even just going into the draft. I've heard <laughs> stories of players that had no clue where they were even at going into draft week like they didn't know if they were a tryout player or a draft grade player I mean obviously I would assume they probably weren't a draft grade because if you were a draft grade you would know but (laughs) I mean just have that conversation and even if it's something uncomfortable like from an agent standpoint just get more comfortable with just talking to your guys then because If they're a trial player, you're going to have to have more uncomfortable conversations because more than likely they, you know, they're blessed to get signed. And and if, if they want them, they'll sign them, but you're going to have these ups and downs. Like we talked about the waves of this business. So get used to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I agree. I like that. And take the deal if it makes sense. <laughs> right. Take the deal, agent. Especially when you're in a pandemic. Where are we watching the draft? I wish I had some really cool thing to say, but I'm going to be back in the spot. I'm in the spot. 
I'm oh, gonna be in the, in the spot. Yeah, <laughs> you want to come over and watch with me? Uh, no. Or you have to? You have that's a job, a, like? Yeah, that's a long drive out. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> not really. I mean, I drove back. Like there was one week I drove back and forth, back and forth, like four times. But oh, that's just me. Nah. I don't like driving no more. I prefer to fly on Spirit. Okay, well, get a PJ. <laughs> oh, Spirit. Get a Spirit. Is that I someone prefer. told me there's a subscription and I have to I'm gonna follow up and he's like you need to get this like private jet app I'm like private jet mm, app I'm like no nah, I don't think that's gonna be me none of my Actually, none I of could... my friends or people that's close to me would even suggest such nonsense to me it was a player because if it's not the yellow school bus that's in the air <laughs> a magic school oh, bus um well I'll be watching a draft I don't I mean, last year, obviously, I think I watched the draft over at uh, one of my boys' cribs, Seth. Um, uh, so I don't know. This year, I'm probably going to leave Seth alone. I'll probably just be at home. You know, That's just why I invited it. you. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, obviously, uh, I don't have a guy in this draft. So, you know, I'm just kind of watching and seeing and comparing um, what happens in the first round to what I've been seeing from a lot of these um, media guys you know I like to do that you know see what percent were they correct on you know and obviously that should be fun yeah um, I'll probably just have well I can't really even have wings and pizza man because I'm on this whole meal prep and meal plan thing oh I'm so definitely having pizza. I'm gonna ask <laughs> I'm gonna ask JT I'll go ahead and ask him right now hey, JT, JT can he come to my house <laughs> and eat wings and pizza and act like he's from Buffalo yes I'm just in like it's non-negotiable. Is it okay for me to have like a slice of cheesecake and you know just oh no 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 cheesecake no pizza and wings. I'm getting pizza. I don't care. And then I'm gonna be like, oh. but JT gets evil when he finds out I eat bad. So JT, do you just just call me JT? I'll I'll have a conversation with you. <laughs> you you retweet me. It's okay. Right. But um yeah, I'm in the spot. And then uh I do have a client in this year's draft. Um, he's going to be probably in the priority free agent range. So, you know, I'm not the only agent, um, with this client. So, you know, I've been really just kind of working with him on like the marketing side of things, which has been great and super excited. You know, a lot of teams have uh, made calls to the lead agent. So, and they're my friends, you know, they're the ones that gave me that advice about taking it. So it's, it's a good year. I feel very, it's different for me because I'm not doing as much as I've done before, but I reverting back, you know, I recruited a lot of really amazing players and they all decide to go back to school. So it just, it was just kind of the way that the cards were for me this year. Well, so. I'll, I'll be rooting for you and your guy um this entire weekend. So thank you. Yeah, you he's and- uh he's awesome. Definitely, right. definitely excited for him. I know once you get that foot in the door, he will definitely uh make a mark. And he's he's all about That's- the business. You know, there's no there's no question there. So all right, so, so I get to sit back this year and kind of root for my my friends who are agents and their clients. Um, so I don't have a I don't have a guy in the draft. So you know I'll be rooting for you. Obviously, um, I'll be rooting for my boy Markinson and Trip and you know all the guys that I know um, that have players. All right, so good luck to everyone in the draft. And for you are for you guys are great listeners. To this week we'll be on Thursday, right? So we're we're not coming um, live on Friday. We'll go live 
on Thursday morning. So make sure you tune in to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. Shout out to my man, Damon uh, and Draft Diamond. Damon put uh, our client as one of his favorite sleepers. So oh, thank nice, you. Damon, yeah. Damon do a lot of good work. Um, I know he, he and I, we spoke earlier today, actually. He was getting some flack um, from some Gator fans about an article that went out on one of the Gator prospects. So we we had a pretty good conversation. (laughs) So keep up the good work. All the the guys over at Draft Diamonds, everyone there that's writing and putting out articles, I enjoy them. And I'm pretty sure everyone else enjoy them as well. And also, if you want to follow us on social media, if this isn't enough for you, you can follow us on social media. My Instagram is uh, samtiger underscore agent and on Twitter, samtigermgmt. My Instagram is Higgins Success, all right, H-Y-G-E-N-S-S-U-C-C-E-S. And on Twitter, I'm the Megazoe, so D-A underscore m-e-g-a-z-o-e and he's always gonna have something to say on twitter oh yeah so if you follow me on twitter you know just interact with me i I follow back i interact with everyone it should be you're gonna find out what he wants to eat what he's eating (laughs) what did you have that shrimp and grits yes i did I had shrimp and grits. I told JT, I got back. I was like, yo, I had JT, we're eating pizza and wings, so just deal with it. I'll put your ass on the Peloton. Right. No, he puts me on a stairmaster with a 40-pound vest. That's my punishment. That's that's like okay. Anyways, you know, I always say I've had a couple of people be like, why do you guys say what you say at the uh, end? And it's from Jerry Maguire. So if you if you're young and you've never seen it, watch it. Uh, but it's funny if you if you've seen Jerry Maguire, I always make this joke because I feel like it's very real. At the beginning of the movie, Jerry is, I think he's at the draft, and he's like, "There's me," and he's in a photo with his client, but he's totally cut out of the photo. <laughs> So that's what it's like being an agent sometimes. But as Jerry would say, help me help you. Show me the money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.